Cut that out. Cut that crap out right now. What, what, what do you mean? You know exactly what I mean. What? No, 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 what? no, no, sir. But are you telling me there was another song playing in Virginia Tech? Oh. Or at Lane Stadium? Cole, let me tell you something. That song was playing, Cole. That song was playing. Um, LSU didn't deem New Mexico, the New Mexico Lobos, uh, a good enough opponent to play neck. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to play. But you know what? We won, baby! <laughs> we won! <coughs> oh, you, you, you look like you're choking. Uh, oh, don't worry. Just oh. call me a chokey. Oh. Just call me a chokey. Are we are we transitioning our name from the Panther Pod to the All the Smoke podcast? Oh, we want the smoke. Lord have mercy. For that, I am Owens Pounding. My name's Cole Connor. Exit Sandman and Q Country Roads. This is the Panther Pod. Oh, <laughs> the intro. I was just expecting it to cut to Look. silence. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, <laughs> congrats, man. Exit Sandman. Exit Sandman. I just want to let you know, for this game, the Mountaineer fans absolutely took over Lane Stadium in the fourth quarter. How would you know that, Owen, you ask? Well, let me tell you, I was part of that takeover. Lord have mercy. All but uh, what one Virginia Tech fan I saw in the video that we posted on PantherPod, uh, he was jumping. He was, um, yeah, yeah. He, he seemed to be enjoying himself. Yep, that was at the beginning of the game. That well, stadium was chock full of West Virginia fans at the end of the game. Country Roads was played. Let's go Mountaineers was chanted at the end of that game. Cole Victor Connor. We won. The Black Diamond Trophy is staying in Morgantown for a long time. Ah, man. Congrats. Thank you. I mean, I, I'm incredibly hyped. I think when I was messaging you, I think for like 24 hours after the game, all because I was trying to set up stuff for the podcast and like send you clips and that kind of stuff, and all Thank you, you for were posting saying. those videos. By the way, I couldn't post those until like I tried to get them figured out on Instagram to do the reels. Uh-huh. Um, it but, should just automatically do it, but eh, you know, either okay. way. Um, no, when I was messaging you after the game and like during the game, trying to figure out like is this good? You know, everything all right? You were just like, "Let's go, Mountaineers!" For the for the past like twenty four hours after the game, that that's, that's all you were sending back to me. It was so great. It was I, great I know you were excited about it. It was a great time. I'm happy for y'all. Now, if we can beat 10. if if we can beat Alabama or even Auburn at this point, I'm um, I'm if we can beat Auburn thirty three ten, I will be just as excited next week. I will roll up in here all decked out in purple and gold. And we'll be here As for I am it. decked out in blue, in the blue and, and gold. Next week, next podcast, I want you to know, 
it's Texas Hate Week, baby. Ooh, horns, horns down. down. Horns down. Man, I'm really getting, like, here's the thing. In the first half of the season, I'm really getting all the rivalry games. I got Pitt, I got Virginia Tech, and then I've also got Texas coming up. Oh, yeah. Later half, you're gonna. It's gonna start being like this. Feels very West Virginia heavy at the beginning of this oh, thing. Oh no, LSU is about to take over because we're in yes. like straight conference play. It is, it's conference play now, and I think both of, you and I are both getting into conference play oh, yeah. now. So well, I think the only game that we have left that's out of conference play, if I if I'm not mistaken, I think is UAB. Oh, I know we got wow. UAB. That's yeah. that's the week before the Alabama game, isn't it? Not. Um. Hold on. We got – no, that's two weeks after. Mm. We've got – yeah, UAB is literally our only non-SEC opponent through the rest of the schedule. Yeah, thanks. We're still going to make a bowl, but – ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Scary. Anyway. Let's just celebrate while we can. <laughs> yeah. We're enjoying ourselves in the moment. Dude, We're not thinking so about next high. week. I have been dreaming. I have been thinking about this since Thursday. Since Thursday, I've been thinking about doing this podcast. Lord of mercy. But we're going to get into all the details and analytics of it here shortly. But call another great, just great slate of games this week. Minus, minus one. Minus one. Which we knew was going to happen. We, kn- and we picked it for the means. Yeah, we picked it fine. for the means, which is fine. Yeah. Um, Arkansas. Texas Tech in the Southwest Conference in the Texas Southwest. A&M. Oh, excuse me. Texas Tech is later on. Yes. Southwest class. Yeah, Southwest class matchup did not disappoint at all. No. I was pulling for Arkansas all game. <laughs> Even and though, hey, but you came out on you came out on the right side on this one though. You picked Texas A&M to win last week. I know, but like you. you so I I don't have a preference either way. I mean Texas A&M obviously Johnny Football was the last time that they were like playoff relevant. It's still Johnny Football. They got Max Johnny Johnson in there. Daggone right. Uh, Eleven for twenty-one, one fifty-one, one touchdown. Good game. Not the best game ever. But that doesn't matter when you have. <laughs> Kane rushing 19 carries, 159 and one touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you're not you're not losing games if you give the ball to Devin Kane. No, in Texas A&M, well, which I hate saying that because we play them in three weeks. But you know, it is what it is. Um, well, and it's just so wild to me. Like Arkansas had 415 yards total offense, 171 passing yards, 244 rushing yards, and still lost the game. Yeah. Because of a 97, I think it was either 97 or 95, I want to say, yard uh, scoop and score. Yeah, where, which was a weird like yeah, pass. Yeah, Texas A&M lateraled the ball back to actually get the touchdown, which very brilliant yeah, heads-up play. Yeah, I was going to say, by the way, what a heads-up play yeah. for that. Um, no, uh, full-on Randy Moss. I mean, just lateral the ball, yep. get it, gone. Reminded me of the um, – <clears throat> 2012 Orange Bowl when West Virginia had that yeah, massive yeah, scoop and score that, I remember in that. the Orange Bowl, which led to um, Clemson's rise to dominance. You know, yeah. if it were not for West Virginia and that massive beatdown on Clemson, 70 to 33, Clemson would not be where they are at today. So, Clemson fans, you should thank every West Virginia fan that you ever see. I mean, technically, LSU is responsible for the rise of Nick Saban. And yeah, Alabama, yeah. So, so. so, Alabama fans should really thank LSU fans. Yep. 
Um, no, I mean, looking at the stats, Arkansas absolutely should have won this game. Absolutely. Um, they doinked a field goal to close it out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the game was over yeah. way before that. And kudos to the kicker for getting in as close as he did from that far out. Yeah. Um, that impossible task. On, honestly, like, that's just – that's a random thing that's not going to happen for another 30 years in college football. Like, we're not going to see that ever again. No. But, I mean, in every facet of the game, Arkansas had 24 first downs versus Texas A&M 16. They converted six for 15 on third downs. They they were 100% conversions on fourth down, two for two. They ran a total of 73 plays and only had three penalties and an average time of possession of 34 minutes and 34 – or 30 minutes and 34 seconds. Yeah, no, Arkansas straight out outplayed Texas A&M and still lost the game. But if it were not for that fumble – Arkansas wins this game. Arkansas wins this game. I'm confident in saying this. I know we didn't go over it. I think this is our game of the week. There were a lot of good games, but for this game to end in that fashion and for Texas A&M, and I'll say it, Texas A&M upset Arkansas in this game because Arkansas had them outplayed. Yes. Yes. Um, For me, anyway, this is my game. Do you think one of these two teams is a challenger for the SEC West? If I had to pick one, I'd say Arkansas. I would say Arkansas, too. Yeah, because, I mean, Texas A&M is good, and I'm never going to root. I'm never not going to root against Max Johnson. Um, But, yeah, no, Arkansas is – Yeah. Take that away. You're at 130. Yeah. Or you're actually, excuse me, you're at 129. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think Arkansas is the better team out of them. Um, what do you make of baseball? Nothing. 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 I'm trying to do the math in my head. Go ahead. Gotcha. Um, yeah. No. 63 minus 192. You're at 129. 159 minus 63. You're at oh, nine. No, I was looking at the team. Rush. Oh, 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 okay. My bad. You're fine. No, the team rushed for 192 net Yes, no, you're right. You were right. Well, look at you, math genius. Come on now. It's like you went to school to be a business major or something, which required a lot of math. But, yeah, insane game. Moving on, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, but uh, let's see. Arkansas has um, – they have Alabama – <laughs> Next week, <laughs> but but that game is is in Arkansas. Yeah. So Alabama has not been doing good on the road. No, year. if they struggle like they did against Texas, Alabama. I mean, not Alabama. Arkansas wins this game. Yeah. So that's going to be. I would love love it. I would love it. Which I hate it because Arkansas is also in the SEC. But like, I would rather. I mean, if it's. Mm-hmm. I will cheer for them. Yeah. Um, but moving away from Arkansas, Texas. Um, Arkansas, Texas, A&M. Or, excuse me, Arkansas, Texas, A&M. Yeah. Um, 
Tennessee beats Florida, 38-33. Uh, moving Tennessee to 4-0 and Florida to 2-2. Anthony Richardson, I mean, I think he had a good game. Now, granted, he did have that one pick, but he kept up with Hendon Hooker. Um, Anthony Richardson went 453, uh, 24 for 45, two touchdowns, one interception, QBR of 81.1. That's decent quarterback play. If the Saints had that quarterback play, we actually might be able to beat the Panthers. But that's neither here nor there. James <laughs> Winston still has back fractures, apparently, because, you know. Jameis Winston still has 30 for 30, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, not this year. <laughs> <laughs> not this year. We're, we're lucky to get 10 and 30. 40. Yep. Um, but, no, Anthony Richardson, I mean, 24, 44, 453, two touchdowns. Hendon Hooker, 22 for 28, 349. And, really, it's just, I mean, Hendon Hooker just had more completions. I mean, that's, all, that's, that's only six – six incompletions that he had the entire game versus Anthony Richardson having 20 incompletions. And, I mean, both QBs love to scramble. Richardson had 17 carries, 62 yards, and two touchdowns. Hooker had 13 carries, 112 yards, and one touchdown. This was an offensive game, but yet a defensive game because you didn't you didn't break 40. Clemson running back. Uh-huh. Lynn J. Dixon. Yeah, yes. Trevor Etienne plays for Florida, his younger brother. Really? I did not know that. I just saw that on the back uh, box score. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's wow. Crazy. That's wild. Huh. Did not know Sorry. that. No, you're fine. You're fine. Had that realization moment. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, fairly, fairly defense. Florida had more passing yards than Tennessee did. However, Tennessee was – able to run the ball much better than Florida. And they just averaged – they averaged almost a first down. They averaged almost a first down every play. Every other play, they were getting a first down pretty much. Jabari Small, Jalen Wright. Jabari had 19 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Jalen Wright, 10 carries, 25 yards, one touchdown. One thing that I will say about Tennessee's offense, Jalen Wright, I don't know if you saw it or not, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yes. Um, I mean, offensively, both teams looked fairly fairly similar with Tennessee running 27 first, having 27 first, down, first downs and Florida having 31 first downs. Uh, third down efficiency, Tennessee was way better, only getting in third down position nine times, but converting six of those nine. Florida had, was in there 15 times and only cons- – converted about half of that seven for 15 fourth down florida was lights out on fourth down five of six um but i think that's also what hurt them as well as they got into a lot of fourth down territory and uh tennessee did not uh <clears throat> which tennessee also had that big um third quarter yep. as well and florida had to play catch up they had to score 12 in the fourth just to make it competitive and tennessee scored that one touchdown Tennessee also has some big penalties. They had six penalties, but that was for 50 yards. They gave up 50 yards on penalties. Florida had 10 penalties, but only gave up 47 yards. So, I mean, that's a lot of offsides, false starts, different things like that. Uh, whereas, like, with those six, you're getting into, like, 
pass interference, like the Big Ten and 15-yard penalties right there. So, Just looking at turnovers, Anthony Richardson, obviously he had that one interception. Um, Florida lost one fumble. Tennessee lost two. Mm-hmm. So Tennessee was shooting themselves in the foot here. A little bit, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they both there, – there was no clear winner for the turnover battle. No, both teams turned it over twice. Yeah. Georgia. Georgia is the team that they have to they have to face. Georgia is looking lights out. Well, now Georgia did on not this week for some reason. Middle Tennessee, man. No, Kent State. Middle Tennessee was is the one that stomped Miami. Kent State didn't almost beat Georgia. Let's clarify. They did not almost beat Georgia. However, they kept it rather close. For a MAC team, thirty-nine to twenty-two, Georgia beats Kent State. That's that's a that's a little a little dangerous close for the number one team. I mean, that's a that's a three possession game right there. Like we said, like we said last week, is like three possessions in our eyes. Well, for yeah, mine, that, anyways, is, that's not a blowout. It's not that's a blowout. A, that's yeah. just a convincing win. Yeah, which you already should have a convincing win, but it should have been thirty-nine to nothing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. By the end of the first quarter. Absolutely. So, um, but hey, I picked – did you pick Florida or Tennessee last week? I picked Tennessee. Okay, I picked Tennessee as well. So, I'm one for one right now. You are 2-0. Oh. You're 0 oh for one. Or you're oh, – oh, yeah. I am yeah, one, one for I, one. Excuse me. I picked Arkansas. Okay. So Excuse me. We need to keep a tally of this, how well we do throughout we'll the season. We'll just put it next to the <laughs> – For our champion – for the WW – for the Panther Pod Championship that we have on – yeah, twenty-two. We'll just we'll put it next to that one. Yep. Um, next up, we both took an L here. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech beats Texas in overtime with a last-second field goal. So hear me out. Texas Tech, our Texas kept it close against Alabama twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech beats Texas <laughs> by three. You're following my logic so far. Yes. No, I'm following your logic. So by that reason, if Alabama goes into the Red Raider Raider Stadium, they're losing by two. Raiders are losing. Texas No. No, 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 no. Alabama's losing by two. You're following my logic. I'm, I'm putting the red strings on the whiteboard. I'm... I'm doing – this is say, the exact same logic the UCF did in 2017 when they won the national championship. Do you realize that is an abbreviated national championship? Did you know that? I did not know that. I didn't either, it is a, but I'm that's pr- I'm fairly certain that's an abbreviated national championship or co-national championship. Anyway. Anyways, I it, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I will look it up. Yeah, I think that it may have been just a rumor, but I'm fairly certain that NCAA labeled that as a co-championship. I really hope they didn't. I hope they that's did. That's some pandering but, I mean, malarkey right they, they there. Sh- they, I mean, UCF should have had a shot at the title. They were 11-0. and No. Yes. Yes. The Knights claim a national championship for the 2017 season. No. There's no co-national? Okay. There's no co-national. Then it was just a rumor. Yeah. rumor. UCF or I read claims that. a okay. national championship. Okay. 
they claim it really hard like they actually did win it. Yeah, because they're UCF and they didn't win anything seriously and then they got stomped when they, they played an actual They lost by 10. No. They lost They lost by 10, but they got stomped by LSU. You lost by 10. Whatever. Anyway. Um Look, here's the thing. Tech, uh, Texas was up. Let me do the math here. Hold on. Give me a minute. 14 10. That's 24 points. Add seven more. That is 31 to 14. They were up 31 14 into the third quarter. And then from then on out, only scored, I'm sorry, three. 31 24. 31 24 in the third quarter. Or they were up 24-14. Yeah, they were up 24-14 going into halftime. Half 31-24 uh, ending out the third quarter. Scored three. In the fourth. In the fourth to make it to 34. Texas Tech posted 10. But what I'm saying is at one point during the, th- the oh, yeah, third no, quarter. They were up. They were, they were up, up 34. They were up 34-14 and still uh, 31, lost. 31-14, not 31-14, my bad. You're they were up 31-14 and still lost the game. Uh, Texas, 400 total, 426 total yards of offense, 277 through the air. That's with Hudson Card, not. Yeah. Um, S- still Quinn good. Ewers. Still good. Still really good. Yep. Um, if Quinn Ewers was in this game, I don't think that this is as competitive as a game as it was. Uh, let's see who else. Oh, uh, pretty much even, like exactly yeah. identical rushing-wise. Texas had 149, Texas Tech 148. They're literally identical. However, Texas, every other play, once again, was getting a first down. They were yeah. they averaged seven, seven yards per play. Um, Texas Tech, though, just ran a total of 100 plays. Yeah. They ran 100 plays versus – that is 40 more than what Texas ran. Which, I mean – They only punted it cre- twice. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, credit goes to Donovan Smith on the offense because, I mean, 331 through the air, two touchdowns, 42 on the ground, one touchdown. Yeah. Like, that's that's a good performance from a quarterback. So, um, anyway. No, you're fine. They only punt it twice, zero turnovers. Texas turned it over twice. Yeah. And they had 10 more minutes of possession time than Texas did. So, I mean, second half, they just come out swinging. They, they yeah. Yeah. Kick butt, uh, kick butt, and took names. I didn't uh, realize Bijan was the one who fumbled for Texas. Dang. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Brutal. And which is really funny because last week we said how talented they were yeah. in the backfield. Roshan Johnson only had nine carries for fifteen yards. Keelan Robinson only had two carries for nine yards. Which you look at that and then you see Bijan Robinson's stats and you're Carry, like, yeah, he's, he's the workhorse. 16 <laughs> yeah. carries for 101 yards. And two touchdowns. Jesus. But, I mean, Hudson Carr didn't do terrible either. 20 for 30. Yeah. 277 through the air, two touchdowns and an interception. Which is good to have. Look, there's, there's no kind of QB controversy at Texas. Quinn Ewers is the starter when he's healthy. Yeah. Um, now, granted, if he comes back from injury and he's lost a step, that's when QB controversy might happen. Mm-hmm. Or competition. But, yeah. Um, Hudson Card, solid backup. Yeah. 20 for 30, 277, like you said. Yep. I mean, that's that's all you want out of a starting quarterback. Is the air raid back at Texas Tech? 
No. Is the air raid back at Texas Tech? Donovan Third. Smith, the next Patrick Mahomes? No, 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 no. I'm saying like this this man literally threw it for fi- threw it 56 times. Yeah. For 321 yards. 331. 331. Like that's that's very air raidish that there. Is. That's very that is. air raidish. That's that's Graham Harrell days. Oh wait. By the way, oh. by the way, <laughs> Texas Tech is now three one on the season. Um, after last week, I said I don't know how I'd feel after if Texas Tech, if Texas Tech were to win this game. It's very true. I don't know how I feel. Kansas State beat Oklahoma, and Texas Tech beat Texas. Great, <laughs> wonderful. Oh, good. The Big Twelve's competitive. Great. There's not. Cole, tell me who's a gimme game. Into in the Big Twelve this year, TCU literally TCU is three and three and zero. Yeah, like how do I how how do I, how do I exp- tell me tell me how do how just how this Brutal. very well could be a Big Twelve like Big Twelve. This is why I think the Big Twelve is maybe not the best but the better of most conferences because in the in the SEC you don't have to play Georgia, you don't have to play Florida, you don't have to play Vanderbilt, you don't have to play Missouri, you don't have to play South Carolina. You have to play Alabama, okay? You have to play Auburn. Yeah. A gimme game this year. Mississippi State, which you've already beaten. You have to play Arkansas. Yeah. And then Texas A&M. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, you you're not playing every not no one is playing everyone. I hear what you're saying. I do, but still, SEC is the best division. It is. Not, it's, it's the best conference. It is not the best conference. You take away Alabama, you have a total of four national championships. When you take away Alabama, in the past, are you counting the Auburn national championship in that? The one with Newton? Cam Newton. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't okay. I? All right. Just making sure. Yeah. That is it. Four or five? I think it's five. Five. Okay. Because yeah. it's one by Georgia, one by. Um. Yes, it is five. Because yeah. one Georgia, one Al- or uh, one Georgia, one Auburn, and then three LSU. Yeah. Take those away. Oh no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. Florida. Florida also oh, has. Oh yeah. So one, six. Six. Six to seven. Yeah. But you. But you do realize Alabama has that on their. If not anyway, more back so. to Texas and Texas Tech. Now I hear what you're saying. I get it. I do. But how many national championships have the Big Twelve combined for in the past ten years? Um, there's Texas, Oklahoma had them. Texas had two. Did Texas have two, or did they have one? I thought Texas just had the one with Vince Young. Um, In the past 10 years. Oh, in the past 10 years. Oh, zero. You know why? Because Texas sucks. And horns down, by the way. Horns down, yeah. Uh, We've been saying Texas a lot, and we haven't said horns down a lot. But but also, Oklahoma, just with Lincoln Lincoln Riley, had had no defense. So, okay, go score 40 on them. But LSU's going to come back and score 70. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, LSU, the final score of that game was 63-24. to 24. Yeah. 
So took him out behind the woodshed. Yes. Yes. But anyway, but the reason you get something like that is because everybody plays everybody. You get a team that could have played defense. Maybe it's a different. Now, I'm not saying nobody could have stopped that Joe Burrow team. There's no way. Like, they were for sure the national champs. Yes. But what I'm saying is there are a few other Big 12 teams that could have had national championships if they weren't snubbed, like, in 2014 when Baylor and TCU had a chance to go in there and make the playoffs, and they didn't. Well, and I I think that's – in the Big 12's defense and in every single conference besides – the three letters that are the best three letters. In, or the Big Ten. Well, SEC. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, in everyone's defense besides SEC teams, the 12-team the expansion is going to make it better, and you're going to see better teams in there than what you would have. And it's also going to increase viewership because you're not just going to see Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, Ohio State, or, excuse me, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, or, excuse me, Alabama, Georgia, um, Clemson, and I'm trying to think of another one. I'm trying to think of another one. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. No, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio Ohio State, yeah. Well, and I hate the argument people go, the same four teams have never been in the playoff. Wrong. That's only happened once. It's like, all right, but that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is the same four, at least one of them or two of them get in every year. That's what we mean by we're tired of seeing the same four. And with Alabama, it's pretty much the two of them. And that's been Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and Ohio State. We're tired of seeing them get in because, you know, so that's when we say we're tired of seeing the same four get in. Absolutely. Is we don't mean we all know that not all four of them have gotten in multiple times, but we're yeah. tired of seeing the same four get in at least once every year. It, it's at least every year or every other year. Now, yeah. granted, last year was a breath of fresh air with Michigan and Cincinnati. Yeah. But, like, still. Still. You had Alabama and Georgia, Georgia standing yeah. at the yeah. end of it. Another, there was another, uh, the same, another two teams that's been in it multiple times. Yeah, and Oklahoma as well. Oklahoma's yeah. been in there what four, four times? I think so. Yeah, four, or six times. So yeah, wow, we got really off beat there. Uh, we were talking about <laughs> Texas. Te- we were talking about Texas Tech and Texas. Texas is now two and two. West Virginia goes on to face Texas in Austin, seven thirty p.m. Eastern on FS1 next Saturday. Horns down. Horns down. Um, so next episode will be Texas Hate Week. Uh, I'm here for it. Texas Tech is now three and one, Ooh. and they go on Ooh. to face Kansas State next week. That's going to be a good game to watch too. Yep. Uh, they go to Manhattan, Kansas, to mm. face Kansas State. But um, but yeah, I'm currently one and two in these. You are two and one. Yeah. You hate to see it. Next up, again, March Madness. After this game, Kansas was 20 for 25 at the free throw line. Uh, They had about (laughs) – He better be 24 for 25. Jeez. Uh 20 for 25. That's brutal. That's only five missed. Free throws. Free throws. It's It's a free throw. I can't make a free throw. I I might be able to make a free throw. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, no, Gridiron, Kansas, beats Duke, 35-27. The what Jayhawks are now 
four and zero. Oh. Duke put up fourteen in the fourth quarter. Tried to mount a comeback, did not happen. Nope, at all. Um, if they would have had a little bit more time, if they would have shown some signs of life in the third quarter, maybe we're looking at a different outcome. But Duke no. played a played Duke a, played a great game. Duke is the only team. So well, besides West Virginia, because West Virginia was took them into overtime. Took yeah. them into overtime, and West Virginia was also beating Kansas by a good margin. Oh yeah, in there. But besides. Houston and Tennessee Tech, or besides West Virginia, Duke is the only team that like gave Kansas a threat for their four and zero start. Uh, the Blue Devils are now three and one. Again, insane. They go on to take Virginia at home next week. <laughs> Speaking of March Madness matchups, <laughs> I, I, I know uh, they were they uh, Kansas five hundred twenty eight yards of total offense. Jeez. Both teams were both exactly even at yeah, three twenty four for passing. Rushing yards. Dude, Kansas just runs all over the place. 204. They um, Jalen Daniels, 19 for 23. 324 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. It took him 19 passes to reach 300 yards passing. That's, that's insane. That's wild. And he was throwing some beauties of oh, a pass, yeah. too. This dude, I the stat I think was before halftime when he he was eleven for twelve passing for two hundred and ninety some yards. Oh, that's one fifty eight. That's a perfect passer rating. Yes, that's yeah. insane. Uh, Jalen Daniels finished the game ninety eight point three on a QBR. Um, yeah, I mean at this point, Jalen Daniels Heisman favorite. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Um, he was also the top rusher for Kansas with 11 carries, 83 yards, a tu- a rushing touchdown. This man had five total touchdowns. He put the team on his back. He averaged seven and a half yards a rush. That's wild. I, was, I don't think anyone expected Jalen Daniels to do as good as he has this year just because, I mean, it's Kansas. It's Kansas. Like Lance Leop and we, to our credit, we said last year, Lance Leopold is doing something special in because Kansas. Because we showed, because uh, Kansas was showing some fight. All of their last, let's see, their last three games, they beat Texas, they lose to TCU in a one possession game, and they lose to West Virginia in a one possession game. That just usually Kansas is like a FCS team. Yeah, normally you can just stomp them. <clears throat> and Not that, this year. No, no. Four and O for the Jayhawks. They win two more games. They will be bowl eligible. They, yeah, but are they going to win two more games? That's if they keep the playing like if this. they keep if they keep playing lights out football, what scares me for Kansas's sake? They've got Iowa State and they've got TCU. Mm-hmm. All right, that's if they keep playing the way they are, that's their two to get into a bowl. Looking at the rest of their schedule: Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Texas Tech, another probably a win. Texas and K State. <sighs> Brutal. They play Iowa State and TCU. If they win those two games, they're going bowl eligible. Oh, yeah. And I mean, come on. Probably. And then they go Oklahoma and Baylor. And yeah. then they get Oklahoma State, which are two. Dude, if here's the thing, like Kansas, and we said this with West Virginia, when Kansas beat them, Jordan Leslie, who's the defensive coordinator for West Virginia, said the entire game they ran 
64 plays. Out of those 64, they gave the same formation look four times the yeah. entire game. So, I mean, if they keep playing like what they're – like they're, they're playing a high-powered triple option. Like the, like the triple option is usually a slow-moving, uh, very um, – Yeah, it's predictable. Predict well, I, I say predictable, but it's very slow moving, very um, chugging along, very. But it's also very precise. You have to. It requires a lot of discipline. Kansas is just straight up playing like a like a air raid triple option almost. You can run it with Jalen Daniels. You can give it to the halfback, or you can throw it. Which having a mobile quarterback always helps. Yeah, because it makes your offense less predictable. Or yeah. predictable. Because me. when you get in a pinch, yeah, and there's nobody to throw it to, and he can beat anybody with their le- with his legs, then that's in- that's so helpful, so helpful. Andy Kotalinki. What if, what if Kansas goes to Dallas, goes to Arlington, for the Big Twelve championship game? Lord have mercy on all of us. Right now. Kansas, Syracuse, Georgia, and Coastal Carolina are all undefeated. I mean, it. I, I hate saying it, but the Big Twelve is wide open. It, no, it is for sure wide open because all of a sudden now Kansas could win the Big Twelve. Like they're four and O, four and O. So doing a little bit of uh, research on Kansas's offensive coordinator Andy Kotelnicki, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Um, he was at, this is his first like high profile school besides Buffalo, Buffalo. He was there for six years, 2015 through 2021 before that 2013, 2014. I mean, like he legit. And I, I hate saying that, but he legit came out of nowhere and is now producing one of the best offenses on in the nation. Like Jalen Daniels is doing his fair share, Lance Leopold is doing his fair share, but like man, insane. Um yeah, definitely a name to watch out for on any kind of coaching carousel list, Andy Kotal Nicky. Mm-hmm. I mean, he yeah, very and well, Lance Leopold. Lance yeah, Leopold is absolutely why couldn't West Virginia have hired him? But you know what? We won. It's okay. It's Everyone. fine. We're good. We're fine. We're good. Kansas wins. Thirty-five. Uh, did we pick? Did we both pick pick Kansas this oh, week? Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm two for two, and you're three and oh, three and one. Yeah, three and one. Um, <laughs> so four and one, three and two. Yep. For this <laughs> next game, uh, Vanderbilt and Alabama. This was a meme game Oof. for us. Oof. I Cole. I was I was so hoping. So hoping that Vanderbilt would show some sort of life in this game, much like Kansas has. And I was hoping so badly that Vanderbilt would score more than what they did, at least get into the end zone. But they did not. Alabama beats Vanderbilt 55-3. to It was a normal year. Vanderbilt showed no life. Um. So at halftime, and this is just me looking at the win probability meter, Alabama had a ninety nine point nine percent chance of winning. They the had game. a ninety six at the beginning of the game. It never moved. Yeah, it never moved. They started the game at ninety eight point seven, and then by halftime, it was ninety nine point nine. 
That's wild. They... Um, yeah, no, I mean, Alabama was Alabama. Bryce Young, 385, four touchdowns, 86.3 QBR, 25 for 36. Kudos to A.J. Swan. I mean, he didn't throw any picks. 13 for 26, 115 yards. That's not good, but you're against... Alabama. Alabama. Uh, Alabama had a total of 628 yards. Jesus. 400 passing, 228 on the ground. Vanderbilt only had 14 on the ground. Yeah. And um, 12 of those were on one rush yep. from Rocco Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm, I mean, that's bad. There's not much to say here. No. Fan, I mean, you got yeah. walloped. We yeah. knew this. We we both said Alabama wins. There was no way that Vanderbilt wins this one. But I'm here for Vandy. I hope they make a bowl. But yeah, no. There there was no way Vandy was going to win this game. Um, this brings this is Alabama's first conference win um, of probably quite a few. No, they beat Texas. Remember, <laughs> I'm talking official conference wins, official not conference win. you know. Um, Vandy is now three and two, zero and one, starting out conference play. I mean, I still think Vandy is better than a lot of teams are pegging them to be, especially this year. Uh, Vandy goes, Vandy hosts Ole Miss next week, and then they are at Georgia. <laughs> Ooh, so that uh, that three and one start is quickly quickly becoming a three and four nightmare um then they go to mizzou and then they host south carolina so they vandy could very well make a bowl they could yeah we'll see they just they have to upset a team at this point i mean ole miss georgia i'm counting mizzou and south carolina as giving them getting them to five and then from there they're not beating georgia like plain and simple no they're not um ole miss maybe yeah Florida, possibly. Maybe. But beyond that, I mean, Kentucky and Tennessee, they're they're both too good of programs to drop a game like that to Vandy. Yep. So um so that brings me what, four and one, you three and two? Three and two. Three and two. However, ah, yeah. we finish up tied four and two. The James Madison Dukes. Beat the Appalachian State Mountaineers thirty-two to twenty-eight. Brutal. The only quarter that Appalachian State scored in was the second quarter. They scored twenty-eight points in the second quarter. They then scored twenty. They then then JMU then scored twenty-two unanswered. It was 28-10 to 10 at the half. JMU comes all the way back to beat Appalachian State, their toughest opponent of the year. Wild. I mean, look, App State is very much the cardiac kids this year. Mm-hmm. They are the team that you are going to have a heart attack watching. Because they're winning and they're losing in very exciting fashion. I mean, if App State's red zone defense was a little bit better, they'd be four and zero right now in the Sun Belt. And I think that's that's not fair to like that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase Bryce for App State, 
17 for 28, 235, two touchdowns and a pick. That's not a bad QB stat line. He averaged 8.4. Todd Centio for JMU, 16 for 28, 204, two touchdowns. Again, good stat line through the air. Where JMU ran the ball, that won them the game. Kalen Black, 18 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown. Todd Santillo, 18 carries, 61 yards and a touchdown. Both posted a long of 18. Um, as a team, JMU threw the ball, 204, two touchdowns. Rushed the ball, 46 carries, 172, two touchdowns. This is consistency versus explosiveness. Mm-hmm. App State had the explosiveness. They put up 28 points in a quarter. JMU won the game. They put up 3, 7, 7, 15. They were more consistent. They executed. They did their jobs. <sighs> Shout out Reggie Brown. Four receptions, 81 yards, 20.3 for a long of 42. Didn't find the end zone, but dude, JMU's legit. It I think sucks. People, I think people knew this. Yeah. Uh, JMU fans knew this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Going into go switching from FCS to FBS. But we talked about this before the podcast off air is I hate the rule, the NCAA rule, that is you cannot participate in FBS postseason in your first year of SBS, in FBS play. So we very well – App State very well could be still Sunbelt champion. champion after losing to JMU. Yeah. If JMU goes 11-0, and 0, App State goes to Sunbelt Championship, and so does whoever goes from the yeah. West, when it should be JMU versus somebody else. Yeah. That is the dumbest rule. The NCAA has a lot of dumb rules. This is one of the dumbest rules. Like, what does it hurt a team to go into a bowl game or play for a national championship. Now, am I saying Jamie is going to play for a national championship? No, God, no. They're never going to get into the playoffs because they're in. A, well, they might now because of the new playoff. You get six yeah, at with, large bids, right? But, right. But I, what I'm saying is, is like current setup. Current this setup. Year. No, they now they may get a Cincy. Yeah. Uh, a Cincy chance like they do, like yeah. uh, like Cincy had, but JMU could be. Sunbelt, like quote unquote, Sunbelt champions. Like it is just the dumb rule that they can't go com- compete in a bowl game and they can't compete for their conference championship because it's their first year in FBS. Which if if JMU, I I roll my eyes at the UCF 2017 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if JMU claims the Sunbelt championship, I won't roll my eyes on that. No, this is well deserved. Yeah. on them. If they go eleven and zero. Yeah, if they go eleven and zero, which they've already played their toughest opponent. Yeah, are, no, uh, Coastal, they're are, they are on paper toughest opponent. Yeah, Coastal, as you were about to say, is a legit team. Yeah, they've demonstrated that in years past. But yeah, um, I hate it for Todd Santillo. He's a senior. Yeah, I mean, and I I don't I don't think he gets that uh, COVID year unless he's already taken it. Everybody who particip- who played football during the COVID year, gets a COVID extra year of eligibility. Yeah. So Todd Santillo very well could go into his sixth year as a senior. Who knows? Um, but, the like, the 2022 class, the 2022 freshman class uh, – or, no, I'm sorry, the 2021 freshman class does not get the extra COVID year. Yeah, it sucks. 
so um, so it's just the tw- so once all the twenty twenty freshman class graduates, then um, or at, yeah, once all the 2020 freshman class graduates, then there will be no more like six year seniors or something like that. Right. So realistically, I mean, we're looking at twenty twenty four, probably. Yeah, more than likely is the last year. Twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, somewhere in there. Something like that. So, because um, you can play for five years. Yeah. Because under you, a red shirt, under a red shirt, or if you get your masters, I think something like that. No, well, no it is under a red shirt. It's either uh, like true red shirt or like medical red shirt. Yeah, gotcha. because you could play. Technically, you can play for six. Yeah. Personally, do I think you should be able to play football for as many time for as long as you get a degree? No. I I was gonna say yes. Really? Yeah, because if you, like here's the thing, if you're you are a, co- a college athlete and. Shoot. Okay. Um, sorry, well, I dropped something. Then, then you get more situations like Daigie. You can, but if they're not good enough, then eventually they're just going to fade out. Look at Daigie now. He went to Western Kentucky, got beat out by an FCS transfer, then went to Troy, and still is back up. So, I mean, it's you. You cannot um, like you'll fade out. But I think if like you go to get your masters. And I think this is another thing that's wrong with college football. So don't just get a general ed degree. Like these colleges bring you in to play football, and then they put you in like a general ed degree instead of placing you in an actual degree to help you after college. But like if you go to get your master's, doctorate, I think is where you should draw the line at because that takes like several years instead of a master's. Well, and also with a doctorate versus like with a general bachelor's, it takes, as me and you both know, it mm-hmm. takes a lot. Yeah with a master's and a doctorate, that's even more time that you have to devote to your education. Well, so. and master's is just an extra year. Yeah. Whereas a doctorate, um, for, for some majors, it can be an extra, like, three to four years sometimes, like, you know, and, and then you end up spending seven to eight years, almost a decade in college. So, uh, you know, I just think, um, yeah. I think master's should be the limit. Like, it shouldn't depend on, you know, Red shirt. I mean, the red shirt's there for a reason, and pretty much that's what it's, you know, like, I yeah. think Nico Markiol, who is the... Um, Third? He, for, no, who is the fourth-string quarterback for West Virginia, who's the big the big four-star that came in. He is a red shirt, I'm pretty sure. I thought he was third. I thought he beat out uh, Goose on the depth chart. No. It's a it's a or situation. Garrett Green or Nico or... Gosh, so they really haven't released a one, two, three, four. It's a one, mm-hmm. two, three, four. But if you're going by the Townsend game, then it's JT, then Garrett Green, then Goose, then Nico. Which makes sense. I mean, Nico, Nico you know, is a true is freshman. True freshman. Yeah. So there's that. But uh, anyways, JMU again, another tangent. Another we tangent. apologize. JMU gets the gets the dub, beat App State, coming off of a bye week. There you go. I mean, like you said, this is easily JMU's toughest opponent um, on paper. Now, granted, they do have to play Arkansas State. They've got to play Marshall still, and we saw what Marshall is capable. And of. then they lost again this week. Yeah, brutal. Um, they do still have to play Louisville as well, and they end the season against Coastal Carolina. Wait, do they have to play Louisville? Yeah. Oh, then that may – that Louisville yeah. may mm. – I mean, it's a toss-up right now. Louisville's yeah. not good this year. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think they are. That's anyway. a, no, that's a Power 5 opponent. I forgot that they played yeah, Louisville. Yeah, Louisville's 2-2. Two two. Cool. Um, all right. So, yeah. 4-2, and two, we end out, the, end out our picks. Um, 
AP rankings, Cole. Owen, for the third week in a row, can you please say who's number one? It's Georgia. Thank God. <laughs> Georgia. I'm so glad that Georgia is still number one after that scare, like mm-hmm. you said, against Kent State. Um, Georgia opens it up, number one. Number two, Alabama. Boo. Uh, number three, Ohio State. Number four, Michigan, after their win uh, against Maryland, 34-27. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State at number three, they beat Wisconsin, 52-21. Um, Clemson, number five. Had a scare. Barn burner. Had a barn burner, had a scare of a game, went into double overtime against Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. 51-45. No movement through the top five, so it goes one, Georgia, two, Alabama, three, Ohio State, four, Michigan, and five, Clemson. No move in the top. No movement in the top five. You could make the case for Georgia falling a spot, but at this point, they're still undefeated. They won. Yeah. yeah. They won, and they won by multiple or multiple possessions. Yep. Um, I mean, th- the only thing that I, I want to say about the top five, what a bounce back year for Clemson. Like we say that it's a bounce back year and last year was rebuilding for them. But I mean, starting out four and oh, they've got a tough schedule though ahead. Like if they can't get things figured out on court uh, for quarterback, I know the ACC is viewed as like soft competition. It, they've, they've got, they've got to play. Uh, NC State next week. They mm. they they welcome NC State into uh, into uh, their Death Valley. I was about to say if you call that stadium Death Valley, is, we're about to. No, it is for sure Death Valley. Um, Clint, and then they go to Boston College, go to Florida State. They bring an un at this point an undefeated Syracuse home. Then they go to Notre Dame, yeah. which is going to be yeah. Yeah, but I mean they don't they don't have they don't have to play Pitt. Yeah. Uh, but they do have to play Syracuse. And, I mean, so far they've played Georgia Tech, Furman, Louisiana Tech, and Wake Forest. Wake Forest was their biggest test, and they won 51-45. They almost lost. Yeah, they they barely beat Wake Forest. So, so we'll see. They've got to get things figured out on quarterback there. Yeah. I mean, it's just not what it was with Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence. Nope. Um, number six, USC 4-0 with a, another close win against Oregon State, which I know you're, you have mixed feelings about that they held USC close, but uh, they also lost. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't think they should have moved up. I think they should have stayed no. the same, no. and Kentucky should be six. Yep. Uh, Kentucky is seventh 4-0 after beating Illinois, Northern Illinois, 31-23. I was about to say. Tennessee, undefeated, moves up three spots to number eight after that win over uh, Florida. Oklahoma State doesn't move. They beat Arkansas. Arkansas Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff, 63-7. I th- oh, wait, Christ. I think they had a bye week this week. Yeah, they did. That was last week. Yep. Um, North NC State moves up two spots after – Beating, stomping after stomping UConn forty-one to ten doesn't make much sense that they. I mean, it is what it is. I guess. I mean, honestly, at the state of the top ten right now, I I need to be careful with how I say this, but I like it. I like where they're at right now. I like the bottom ten. I like seeing different faces: USC, yeah. Kentucky, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, and NC State. Shout out Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I mean nah. he's. Uh, <laughs> You 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 don't like saying it, but like he's doing a good job at USC. He is. 
Um, going on, Penn State 4-0. Uh, they're number 11 after beating Central Michigan 33-14. They move up three spots. Move up three spots. Uh, number 12, Utah moved up one spot after beating Arizona State 34-13. Number 13, Oregon 3-1. and uh, Moving up two spots after beating... Uh, Barely beating Washington State 44-41. Washington State had them beat most of the game there. Um, number 14, Ole Miss, 4-0. Uh, barely beating Tulsa. Yeah, barely beating Tulsa. 35-27. I mean, ugh. Mm. Anyway, um, number 15, Washington, 4-0. Moving up three spots after beating Stanford, 40-22. to a um, lot of Pac-12 representation. Yeah, in yeah. the fifteen. That's that's see, that's one, two, three, four. Yeah, it should just be four. It's just four ranked in the top twenty-five. Yep, just four. Yeah, but still, yeah, good for the Pac-12. Um, moving on, Baylor, number sixteen, three and one. Uh, moving up one spot after beating Iowa State, thirty-one twenty-four. Texas A&M jumping up six spots. After beating Arkansas 23-21, they're ranked number 17th. Um, oof. After losing to K-State, or Kansas State, I should say, and I should specify, Oklahoma falls 12 spots. Mm. You hate to see it. Mm. You hate to see it. Mm. Um, <laughs> I know you don't. Nope. Um, I don't either. I'm just I'm sympathizing. I mean, I hate it because can I mean, I do and I don't because I like to see Oklahoma lose, but also Kansas State is actually somewhat legit. Yeah, that's rough. Um, number nineteen BYU stays the same. Uh, they beat Wyoming thirty-eight twenty-four. Uh, number twenty, those pigs fall ten spots after losing to Texas A&M twenty-three twenty-one. Um, Arkansas is three and one. I Pretty mean, good they're, they're still legit. Yeah, uh, Minnesota. I mean, I like Ar- I like Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is one of those teams that you're like, oh yeah, I could pull for them. Yeah, I, I just absolutely. like Sam Pittman too. Sam yeah. Pittman's great. Um, Minnesota ranks number twenty. It uh, ranks twenty first, four and zero after mauling Michigan State thirty four to seven. That's two weeks in a row that Michigan State has gotten destroyed. Burger, Ethan Burger must be just in sadness mode right now. (laughs) You feel for Michigan State fans. I feel for Michigan State. I mean, that's, oh, that's brutal. Oof, Mel Tucker. Hmm. Yeah. How's he looking without uh, uh, Kenneth Walker III? Yeah. Um, Wake Forest comes in at 22nd after the loss to Clemson. They're 3-1. Uh, Florida State's twenty third after a dub against Boston College, forty four to fourteen. Should not be ranked, but anyway, <laughs> they are four and zero. You know who's not four and zero? LSU. Um, you know who should be three and one, and who should be four and zero? LSU. <laughs> Me. Yeah. West Virginia should also. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Pitt is. Ugh. Pitt is <laughs> three and one. They're ranked 24th after their win against FCS opponent Rhode Island, 45-24. to And then rounding out the top 25, K-State, Kansas State, 3-1 and over their dub um, with uh, against Oklahoma. Others receiving votes. Cole, 
Kansas has received 125 votes. Good for them. For the top 25. They honestly, I mean, they're what, 41 off from being ranked? It doesn't. It would not surprise me if, as early as next week, Kansas is ranked. If, if they, they if, stay the course, if they beat Iowa State, they for sure oh, they're going to be ranked. Yes. Uh, Cincinnati received sixty votes. Florida received fifty-six. Washington State received thirty-one. Syracuse uh, received twenty-two. Oregon State received sixteen. Syracuse, another West Virginia rival. Okay, fair enough. Um, West Virginia just really made a lot of people yeah. mad. <laughs> I was about to say. Would you like to know all of our official rivals? Let's see. I want to know what Wikipedia labels. I'm, I'm going to pull up LSU's official. Yeah, let, this is the time for like tangents because yeah. uh, point of correction, by the way. Ferrum is on a bye this week. Yes. Um, we wanted to specify that before we – so we will actually not be reviewing the game. We will be previewing the game uh, next weekend. Even though we already previewed the game. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be previewing it again. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I'm pulling up LSU's <laughs> rivals because this, this, this is a good – So they actually don't have – that's actually kind of sad that they don't have uh, – where is it? Rivalries, rivalries for West Virginia traditions. Here we go. I'm just looking up what. Oh, that's so sad that they don't have. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah, it's on their Wikipedia. I see it. Uh, so I'll count all of these except for two. But I mean, eh. West Virginia really made a lot of people mad in the 20th century. Uh, here are the rivals: Pitt, Virginia Tech, Maryland. Syracuse, where we pay, play for the Ben Schwar- uh, Schwartzwalder Trophy, Penn State, and Marshall. Those are all big-time rivalries that West Virginia fans get excited for. However, the Penn State and West Virginia rivalry, people don't really count it. Uh, Penn State fans don't really count it as West Virginia as a rivalry, and West Virginia fans want to count it as a rivalry. A lot of old-school fans do, but, I mean – Syracuse leads the series. I mean, sorry, not Syracuse. Penn State leads the series forty-eight to nine with two ties. They don't. That's not. That's not. That's not a rivalry because I don't really count Marshall as a rival because they've never beaten West Virginia. Their little brother. Their little brother. Very much said multiple times. Yeah. Whereas Syracuse, Syracuse leads the series thirty-three to twenty-seven. That's a rivalry. Maryland, uh, West Virginia leads that rivalry 28 to 23 with two ties. Uh, Virginia Tech, West Virginia leads that rivalry now 30 to 23 with one tie. Um, and then, of course, we have Pitt, uh, who leads, who leads the series 60 to 40 with three ties. Like, those are all, if you've lost to a rival, like, if the, if it's relatively close, that's a rivalry. But the Penn State and West Virginia rivalry and then the Marshall and West Virginia rivalry are not really rivals because – but you've just played them year in and year out, which is why it's – I mean, Marshall's not – we haven't even played Marshall year in and year out. Um, Penn State, you played year in and year out for – you know, you played them for – gosh, how many seasons is that? That's 57 plus two. That's 59 seasons you played them. So, like, that's consecutive. But, eh. So, LSU's rivalries. LSU-Alabama. Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Auburn. Florida. Mississippi State. Ole Miss. Texas A&M. 
Guess who our last official rival is? Your last official? Yes. So it's Arkansas, Alabama, Texas A&M. Yep. Alabama, Florida. Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Guess who our last one is? Um, Tulane. Tulane. Yeah. Good for you, man. Tulane. The battle for the rag. Yes, because Tulane was a founding member for the SEC, it and was. that used to be an annual game. It when was. Tulane was – man, I bet Tulane really regrets leaving the SEC now. Yeah. Which, that's our oldest rival, um, our two most prominent. But you obviously. don't play them every year anymore, do no, you? No, we don't. We I think we schedule them uh, once every three years. Oh, okay. Um, our two biggest – obviously, my – the two rivals that I like the most are the Alabama and the Auburn game. Yeah. But our two most high-profile and the ones that we play for trophies, uh, LSU-Arkansas, obviously, we play for the Golden Boot. I like boot. that trophy, by the way. I love the Golden Boot. I mean, it's a 24-carat, 175-pound. That's a f- – It's massive. I wish the backyard brawl had a trophy, but it doesn't. That's okay. Um, but, yes. The, the, that trophy would get destroyed. It for sure would get destroyed. I don't even, wanna, I don't even know what you – I guess it would be a Western – I don't even know how you would make the trophy for that one. Um, I guess just a big I-79 sign. Probably. Um, but, like, I like the Black Diamond Trophy, mm-hmm. and I like the Ben Schwartzwalder Trophy. Um, the other trophy, uh, our traditional SEC rival is Ole Miss, and mm-hmm. we play for the Magnolia Bowl. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, which, if if you want, like, a, another cool trophy to look at, uh-huh. the Magnolia Bowl Trophy is really Ooh, sweet. Oh, interesting. Too. I'll have to look at that. Um, um, but, yeah, LSU leads – all of our rivals, I think, except Florida and Alabama. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Florida and Alabama. And even then, Florida, we're only down three games through the 2019 season. That's so, not too bad. Which, <laughs> fog bowl, baby. Fog bowl. Uh, uh, LSU also received some votes in the AP poll. I saw that. Seven votes. Look yep. at there. Uh, moving into LSU, we're going to look at – how they faced, paired off against the New Mexico Lobos. LSU beat New Mexico, not, I almost said New Mexico State, but the New Mexico Lobos in the, the somewhat blowout cup. The feared, heated rivals of LSU. The term I used last week was vaunted. Oh, excuse me. The vaunted rivals of LSU, New Mexico. Um, no, I mean, it was a sold-out Tiger Stadium. As usual. Yeah, come on. Um, you I literally could play Ferrum, and it would be sold out. Yeah, I don't think LSU hasn't sold out Death Valley in years, probably. Um, no, I mean, the biggest thing that I took away from this shutout, excuse me, um, Jane Daniels, absolute boss. Like, he's... He's great. I'm here for it. Um, Brian Kelly's offense fit like a glove with LSU. I mean, we were – Did it? I thought so. They literally stopped you for a field goal. They forced you to kick a field goal. And we – okay, look. Jane Daniels didn't throw a touchdown in this game. No, he didn't. But he threw 24 for 29 to 79. He didn't need to. Noah Kane broke out of – Absolutely nowhere on our death chart. Uh, 11 carries, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Garrett Neusmeyer got some love in the second half. I mean, 135 yards, 9 for 10, one touchdown. Uh, Miles Kendrick for New Mexico, 5 for 7, 47 yards passing. 
Oof. <laughs> Oof. Um, the entire New Mexico offense posted 88 yards. Oh. LSU Ouch. posted 630. Just to clarify, they couldn't make a like New Mexico could not make a football field with both no. passing and rushing. No. Absolutely. Vanderbilt did better on offense than New Mexico did against LSU. Yes. Um I mean look, it wasn't the blowout that I was expecting, but they didn't on. even cover. They didn't yeah. even they, they didn't even hit the, they did they Severely we, hit the under. Look, we had to put up all the points ourselves. I mean, still, you I, had 633 yards. I would expect over 50 from that. 414 passing, 219 rushing, and then eight yards per play. I get it. I do. I understand. We should have found the red zone more. But our offenses, I mean, they're chugging down the field. We're chewing up game clock. We're not. We put up 10 in the first quarter, put up 7 in the second, 14 in the third, and 7 in the fourth. What do you want from us? I want more than that. 38 to nothing? Yes. I want 38 to nothing. I want more than that. Owen, let me me learn you a little something about the history of numbers, all right? We literally, with New Mexico not posting a single point on the board, we beat them infinitely better. Infinitely better. It still should be fourteen in the first, fourteen in the second, fourteen in the third, and fourteen in the fourth. Like it should have been fourteen. I'm not saying that it shouldn't have been that. Like it should have been not seventeen to nothing at halftime. It should have been at least twenty eight to nothing. Twenty eight to nothing. I hear what you're saying. I get it. But like, there still is another team on the field. Yeah, there's I get still it. Another team on the field. I get it. And apparently, New Mexico's vaunted defense. Was whew, man, uh, we yeah. gave up four sacks. We gave up four sacks on Jaden Daniels, and honestly, now how many of that was him being flushed out of the pocket? Yeah, and not throw. You know, like I I get it, but at the same time, I mean, come on. Um, we New Mexico lost only fumble too. Yeah, New Mexico only had two first downs. <laughs> only two first downs. Um. Wow, y'all went. Y'all had three fourth downs that you went for it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, mm. It it was and it wasn't the blowout that everyone's expecting at the same time. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind that LSU was winning. No, this I had game. no doubt that LSU would win, but like not at the in same this time. Yeah, yeah, not in this. But dominant. It, I mean, you were dominant on offense. Yeah, we. Which would lead me to believe, like, you need the score was better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you post 414 through the air, and you can only put up one touchdown through the air. Yeah, and like, your starting quarterback doesn't even give you that touchdown. Yeah. Um, Jane Daniels did have a little bit of a scary situation in the third quarter. Um, he, was, he wasn't carted off. He walked out under his own power. Um, I don't think he's in concussion protocol, but um, definitely something to monitor. And, I mean, if – for whatever reason, Jaden Daniels is out. Newsmeyer stepped in, stepped up. Yep. Nine for 10, 135, and a touchdown. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no, I mean, it was a good game. You look um, good, play good, I guess. The, the highlight of the game, like I said earlier for me, was seeing the purple and white uniforms. I <laughs> love the purple and white uniforms. Now, granted, the yellow and white are um, classic. It's a classic look. It's a classy look. I love the new, the 2018 redesign of our logo mm-hmm. from just like the LSU Tigers yeah. on the side to like the tiger head mm-hmm. on the side. I like that better, but I've always loved the purple and white. And I think I said this last year too. We had a whole uniform yeah. segment. No, I mean, the purple and whites are great. Yeah. Um, our offense looked good. Uh, need to find the red zone more. But beyond that, I'm happy. I mean, I wish we would have beat them, you know, 56 to nothing, 70 to nothing. But that's not Brian Kelly's style. He doesn't put up – he's very much (laughs) – I hate saying it, but he's very much Neil Brown in that mindset. (laughs) He's like, all right, let's take the foot off the gas and let's just run out the clock. But either way, um, good win. Um, Obviously, in our preview, we're going to talk about our next opponent, Mm -hmm. which I am so excited for. Wish it was in Death Valley because that would be even better. Um, but we play Auburn. We play Auburn this weekend. Um, it's at Auburn at 7 p.m. Um, and War Eagle Stadium or whatever the crap it's called. Um, the False Tigers. It's the Tiger Bowl. The False Tigers. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I mean, this makes us 3-1. and one. We're first in the SEC West. Mm-hmm. For the first time since 2019, <laughs> I mean, we've we've got the way I see it. Our the only other gimme win that we have all year is UAB. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I mean, we've got Auburn, which eh. We've got Tennessee. Ugh. We've got Florida. We've mm-hmm. got Ole Miss. We've got Bama. We've got Arkansas, and mm-hmm. we've got A and M. So it's it's going to be a tough schedule coming out, but we're definitely making a bowl. I don't see a reason why we can't at least. I don't see a reason why we can't, or we can only drop two more games. And for me, those two would be Alabama and Tennessee. Yep. So. That's what I. That's what I see from. Well, and maybe Ole Miss. If Ole Miss can really get that offense firing again, oh goodness. And yeah. uh, I, let's see. Do you also play Arkansas? Yeah, we play Arkansas. Okay. Um, I, I'll, I'll be straight up with you. Looking at your schedule, I definitely see more than two losses on there. I could definitely see more than two losses. Um, I get it. I do. It's not. It's not disrespect. No, it's, like, it's just. I, I understand. But the way I'm seeing it, I think we're better than Ole Miss. I think we're better than Arkansas for sure. Um, I I will justify my two losses mm-hmm. are the two losses remaining being Alabama and Tennessee because Tennessee's offense is too good. And even then, I think we could pull out against Tennessee. Maybe. Because I think on a good day, our offense is clicking on all cylinders like it was against Mississippi State, like it was against Southern. Yeah. Now, granted, the level of competition wasn't there. But I could see on a good day in Death Valley, we got it. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, um, speaking of a game that we were both excited for, and I texted you like four or five times saying, let's go Mountaineers. Yeah. Um, 
in a heated rivalry game. Yes! Cole, West Virginia beats Virginia Tech 33-10. In the fourth quarter, West Virginia scores 17 unanswered with a pick six by freshman Jacoby Spells. How do you like them apples? Like I said before, exit Sandman, Q Country Roads. Mm. I'm going to be honest, Cole. And watching this game, it felt like we were kicking a ton of field goals. We only kicked one per quarter. Per yeah. quarter, we only kicked one. Um, and scored two touchdowns offensively. Uh, and I think they said this, too, in the post-game press conference, is, hey, you need to be better in the red zone. Once you get in there, you've got it. Once you get in the red zone, you've got to score a touchdown. Three is fine, but you've got to – three is fine every now and then, but you can't be yeah, scoring. you can't fall back on it. Um, so that was – that was a lot of fun. The wind, for sure, played a factor. It was it was a very, very windy night. Almost lost my hat, by the way. Really? The one I'm wearing right now flew straight off my head and almost out of the stadium. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yep, but did get my hat back. It was uh, very windy. I think mo- some of you saw the video that I posted where, <laughs> where we were sitting. Was not excited about Inner Sandman. Not going to lie. Was not impressive. Not as great as I thought it would be. Um, I've been to a Tech game before, and Inner Sandman was much more passionate at that game than it was this game. Which, to me, uh, and the kind of tangent on Inner Sandman, the go-to video of Inner Sandman or the go-to like performance of that is when Notre Dame came into Blacksburg. Yeah, or when Ohio State came into Blacksburg exactly. and they won. And they won. Yeah. But, I mean... It, I was expecting the stadium to shake. I was expecting to feel people jumping, and I was on solid ground the entire time. It was not as impressive as what I was expecting, so that was quite kind of a letdown. Uh, West Virginia posted a total of 421 yards offensively, uh, 203 passing, 218 rushing. Do you realize we had almost more rushing yards than Virginia Tech did their entire offense? Yeah, close to it. Virginia Tech only had 193 through the air and 35 on the ground. Man, I thought you were worried about uh, Virginia Tech's rush. I was. Attack. I was. I was worried about their rush defense as well. And apparently, that, yeah. Yeah, CJ Donaldson was like, all right, going to go ahead and crumple that up and chuck that away. JT Daniels was 20 for 30 with 203 yards and a touchdown. Dag on. CJ Donaldson, 23 carries, 160, 106 yards, 4.6 yards on average. No touchdown, unfortunately. Big boy is a work horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Johnson, man, really showed up. 11 yards. 11 carries. 11 carries, 83 yards, 7.5 per average, and a touchdown. Uh, offensive line looked Terrific. They looked much improved this year, only giving up, or this game, only giving up one sack this entire game and hardly any quarterback hurries. Um, just overall, Caden Prather, Michael Laughlin, Reese Smith. Uh, Reese Smith had a botched punt there and was very luck, very lucky that it went that. that it went out of bounds. But I, I was talking with some fellow West Virginia fans who were sitting in front of us at the stands and said, "If you've got to chase it, let it go." Let it go, and it was yeah. already within the five. Like it was already behind the ten yard line. Like I would rather you not botch the punt and the punt get 
landed within the five yard line, then you botch the punt and tech recovers. Yeah. So I was very thankful that it went out of bounds. But yeah, uh, and that's that's Reese Smith's second botched punt again this year. You've got to, I think, at this point, start to look for somebody else to re- receive some punts. Yeah. Um, it was bad. That was that was that was bad. Um, I don't know about you, but the offense felt like it just was a little stiff, a little stale there in the first half. But second half they took off. Rushing they took off. They, things were clicking in the second half. Which I mean, watching the game and looking at the box score, I, halftime adjustments. Halftime adjustments. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you get you get three points in the third, which I would like to have seen more. But then you get seventeen in that fourth. Yeah, like. And that's that's one thing I will say about Neil Brown's tenure at West Virginia. Now, obviously, I'm not a West Virginia fan. Mm-hmm. I will cheer for them if they're on as long as they're not playing LSU. LSU. Um, and I, I think that's fair to say. No, for sure fair to say because yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. Um, Neil Brown at West Virginia is really good about adjusting what he needs to adjust in – like going into halftime and coming out at the second half if he is not playing someone that he is up on like yeah. by a significant margin. He he um the halftime adjustments yes are much needed but I mean it he needs I think right now Graham Harrell's offense is it's still looking like Neil Brown's offense. Like this is not what I thought it would be and I think that's partially due to the fact that Neil Brown still is having a hard time letting go calling plays. Um, does this make me regret saying it's time for Neil Brown to go? Not yet. I want more than anything for Neil Brown to make me eat crow at the end of the year. That Because if he does that, then that means, like, hey, you've succeeded. You're showing success for, uh, for this team, and I want nothing more than this team to be successful. But um, – this has cooled his seat a little bit. We retained the Black Diamond Trophy for for an indefinite amount of time um, because apparently we don't play Virginia Tech next year, which I'm very upset about. Oh, no. Very sad. Anyway. I am sad. Must be nice that you get to play your rivals every year and don't have to worry about scheduling. Must be nice. Hey, I mean, look, just have all your rivals in the SEC. I'm not in the SEC. No, I'm just saying, like, have all your rivals in the same conference as you. Yes, I wish. how it was. Yeah, how it was in in the Big East. Yep. But anyway. Anyways, um, I I was very happy. West Virginia had 32 first downs versus Virginia Tech's 14. Here's what I think was Virginia Tech's biggest hurdle. They had 15 penalties for 132 yards. That, Mm. yeah, which ultimately – um, I, I look back on it, adding on those penalties, West Virginia would have had 42 first downs with with West Virginia. Mm. West Virginia had 42 first downs, adding those penalties to it, and Virginia Tech only had 14. Uh, West Virginia looked a little bit better penalty-wise, only had six, but had 60, those were for 69 yards. Mm. Uh, West Virginia lost a fumble, and Virginia Tech – through an interception for that pick six. Time of possession, West Virginia had it for almost 40 minutes, 38 minutes and 44 seconds. Tech almost just had it for a little over 20, 21 minutes, 16 seconds. Um, yeah, 
It was great. Yeah, great atmosphere. Uh, West Virginia by the third by the start of the uh, by the end of the third quarter had taken over the stadium. Uh, there were a ton of "Let's Go Mountaineer" chants going on. Um, it was great. It was great. That's always that's always such a bad thing. It's to happen, especially for some place at Lake Lane, at Lane Stadium yeah. when they they are Lane Stadium does not have trouble selling out their crowd. Yeah, usually they're. They're fairly competitive, or at least they're, their fans are always they're like pumped. a hostile environment. They for sure are a hostile environment. Uh. I would say Tech is very – Lane Stadium is very much a hostile environment. Um, so I was very impressed when those Let's Go Mountaineer chants were coming through. Um, it was great when, Virginia, when West Virginia scored or when something bad happened for Virginia Tech. It was loud. It was loud. Uh, West Virginia fans came out to show. Um, it was great. So where I was sitting, I was sitting in the south end zone, and uh, next to uh, like if we went straight across, next was West was the West Virginia section. So they would go, "Let's go!" and then we would chant "Mountaineers!" Like it awesome. was yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got that cross uh, cross the call and response. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was great, uh, and the band was right next to us as well. It was kind of up a little bit, so that was great as well. Um, a lot of fun, great time. West Virginia, I think their stadium is just um, there was a there's a massive traffic jam underneath that stadium. It was it was really bad. I mean, really. Blacksburg really is always like I like Blacksburg. I like the way it's designed, but Lane Stadium has a terrible layout because they have two exits and they only use one on game day. And and you usually before uh, before this year. People could go in from both sides, from both the east and the west side of the stadiums. But now the east side, or I'm sorry, the west side is only for students to enter. So everybody on the on the east side, so west side is for students, east side is for the general public. And at one point, we were stopped. Like, like my if I was Cole, if you were in front of me, I was pressed up against behind you, and somebody was pressed in behind me. Like it was mm. like that, and could not move. You could not move. People, it was rough. People were starting to fight. Um, it was like for, like Virginia Tech fans were getting mad at each other because they couldn't move. It was it, it was bad. And what had happened was it was a T intersection. So we're going to the south end zone. So we're heading south. There are people coming north, and then from the east side, there's a gate that opened up, and people would come in and split the split yeah, it, and half would south, go yeah. with south, half would go north, and it just stopped all right there yeah. it was terrible it was a terrible um layout it, it was just a, it was terrible awful awful time getting in there it took us like 15 it took us a long time to get to our seats from there almost missed kicked off kickoff but we didn't um i'm trying to think too what else happened uh lane stadium in general is very like i don't like lane stadium in the fact that it's very it seems very steep mm-hmm. now is this a lot of bias because i'm not a virginia tech fan i'm fair enough yeah fair enough but like lane stadium is very steep we're, and like it was like we talked about last week where mm-hmm. the texas stadium is very they were built for height not width, width. Yeah. and so like you you they you know lane stadium fair feels very much like they went up instead of out, whereas Milan Puskar Stadium for West Virginia feels like they went out instead of up. So it creates much – Virginia Tech was much more of like a towering feel, mm. whereas like Morgantown is much more a bowl feel. Even though it's not enclosed, it's much more of a yeah. bowl feel. And that's how Tiger Stadium is too. Yeah. Um, it, it The upper decks are a little bit taller, mm-hmm. um, but – 
they have a really cool thing where they actually segued in a little bit mm -hmm. to give you that kind of enclosed feel if you sit back um like on the second deck mm -hmm. um which i've actually been in tiger stadium when it was completely and totally empty scary <laughs> it's just it's so massive and i'll yeah. have to see if i can find the pictures of it but yeah no it's it's definitely it's got more of that bowl feel than it does now granted i haven't been there since they've redesigned it yeah and they put in uh some additional seating but yeah no it's it's definitely got the same uh bowl feel that mountaineer field does yep so. so hey but it was great black diamond trophy is indefinitely in morgantown let's go <laughs> uh, very pumped Next week, we take on Texas, 7.30 p.m. on FS1 at uh, at Texas. It's in Austin. It's rivalry week next week. <laughs> Dude, I've got three rivalries right here, almost back-to-back. -back, but, you know, it's going to be a lot of horns, horns down, down. Uh, <laughs> on Wednesday's episode slash Thursday whenever you're listening here on podcast. Absolutely. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for this one. Yeah. Another, another happy week for both of us. Yeah. Um, it was great. Also, shout out FCHS for absolutely curb stomping Hidden Valley. I saw that. That, that was awesome. That was great. Um, so yeah, Cole, we went three and zero this week. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's this is our first go. undefeated week in a while. Oh, it's so nice. It's <laughs> so nice. Um, but for that, I'm Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor, and this has been the Panther Pod. <laughs>